We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's offense. And I do think that has caused, what is the phrase in psychology, cognitive dissonance? Yes. I think that's caused a lot of that for Steelers fans, and this is how they're coping with okay, it. Okay, so I'll answer the question from before. Do I feel better about the Steelers, or do I feel better about help? I feel better about help. I think both of those things are going to happen. So that's twice as many. I think I think Miami's going to lose, and I think Jacksonville is going to lose. Remember, the last time we saw Trevor Lawrence suit up for the Jags, they fell behind Tampa Bay 30 to nothing. Have you seen his turnover numbers the last four games he's played, Chris? I think it's four. He still might not play, by the way. It's still up in the air. He's going to get a shot in his shoulder, and he's going to play. It's like Ben against Denver in the playoff game. You after. think they'd have a hook for him at that point if he comes out and looks horrible, even with the shot in his shoulder? Yes, but I think he's he's only missed one game in his entire career. We've seen him come back from like knee injuries and concussions in a number of days. Now their season's on the line. Mm-hmm. Last three games, five interceptions, four fumbles. Turnover machine. They're broken, man. Is the bloom off the Doug Peterson rose yet? A little bit. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. But you know, Tennessee's wretched, but they're much better at home. Every single one of their home games have either been a Titans win, an overtime game, or a three-point loss. So they've played games. Every game has been, at worst, a coin flip for them at home. Why would tomorrow be any different, given the way Jacksonville... Jacksonville's saving grace is that they got to play the two in Carolina Panthers last week. Do you think Vrabel's the kind of guy who's a big enough psycho as a coach that his guys will actually play as hard as he wants to play in, in a meaningless game? You know what? That, that's a really good question. I think it's more about somebody else. I think it's yeah. more about Derrick Henry. I was going to say they want to honor the teammate here. Yes. Like, we got to play hard because we owe this guy. You know what else? Probably Tannehill's last I was, game I was just going to say, starting. I think they're, even though they they fell short, they were a number one seed, and he was the reason they lost to the Bengals in Cincy's Super Bowl run year because he turned the ball over so much in that game. I do think there's some loyalty to him because of how he turned his career around and turned them around kind of out of nowhere when they got him. So, yeah, I think that's fair. It's a highly emotional game for them. And, you know, if you think about it, when the Steelers made the playoffs the the year they lost to Ryan Mallett. Okay, so, Donnie, do you remember that one? It was the year, 2015. The year, yes, the year sure they was. lost to Ryan Mallett. Well, I, I, so, I actually went to the, the game in Cleveland. They got hammered the final, by Mallett. The final week of the year. That was my first Steelers road trip. They needed the Bills to beat the Jets right. and, and needed so, to win. Were you wearing Steelers gear? Because people in Cleveland, in my experience, act like absolute mutants when they see Steelers gear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all were. Just it's, insane people. And so the Bills that 
that next week that Donnie's talking about, they had nothing to play for, mm-hmm. and the Jets had everything to play for, and the game was in Buffalo. I think there's pressure on a young team on the road, too. To get it done? Yes. Well, there's not – I think there would be pressure in your home building because your fans might get antsy, but, like, in Jacksonville, I know they have a very loyal fan base, but it's not a big one. So I don't think that would have even applied to them there. So I think, yeah, on the road, you, you start clenching a little bit. But I think it's harder early. for the team that's out of it to pack it in and mail in the last game when it's at home. Because you've got it out there for you've your You've got to answer fans. to those people. Yeah. Well, you still you have – Henry doesn't strike me as a guy, nor does Tannehill, who would pack it in. And I think if you believe that they would follow their lead, they're going to play their asses off. They're going to play hard. Henry is 15 touchdowns in 14 games against Jacksonville. My sneaky uh, prediction there is that he's going to throw a touchdown pass. Doesn't he have game. Doesn't he have his 99-yard run against them where I think he broke the tackle of every player on the team down the sideline? They just kept, like, bouncing off him like he was yeah, Bo Jackson. Yeah, Jacksonville. That Four, was an unbelievable 412-928-9370. Let's see how you're feeling. You're more confident in the Steelers or the help to get in the playoffs? Do you think they'll take care of business against the Ravens? Are you worried about what happens in the other games? Are you more worried about Baltimore uh, with their backups, their B team, taking out the Steelers? 412-928-9370. Here's Ralph on the fan. Hello, Ralph. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man. So, uh, yeah, actually, it was a perfect segue into what I called about uh, with uh, Kenny Pickett and, like, the defenders, I guess, sort of, or I don't even want to say defenders, but – in relation to the fact that people are reluctant to give up on him more so, um, I, I crunched the numbers essentially, and I, I just, it, it's almost in a Bill Simmons impression here, but are we sure that he was ever that good? The guy was a three star recruit out of high school. I, I looked at his offers. He had Pitt in a, a handful of Mac schools in Boston College. Which well, you can't rip Mac, Mac schools school. completely because Ben went to one. <laughs> Don't forget about going. Temple, That's too. That's a good point. Don't keep forget going. about Temple. Paul Zeiss is a Temple alum, and I know they were very, very interested, Ralph, but continue. But, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. He wasn't – I just – it's more or less not to knock the Mac schools or even Pitt, but it's uh, it's just the fact that they aren't necessarily – you're not getting a guy out of Alabama. You know, you're not getting a Trevor Lawrence or even like a Tua, a highly regarded recruit out of a big time. I think what uh, you're bringing up program. is I think what you're bringing up is fair in principle because he was a one-year wonder. Burrow was as well, but Burrow was also highly okay. recruited enough to go to exactly. Ohio State and do it and do what he did in that LSU. one year at LSU against teams like Bama and Clemson. Right. So if we're going to yeah. go by what Ralph is saying here, just to just to humor what you're saying, Kenny Pickett has played football at a high level in this town for seven years, five at Pitt and two with the Steelers. And Ralph is saying that in those seven years, he's had one year where he has looked like an elite quarterback. That's exactly what I'm saying. His senior year at Pitt. I mean, I do think that's yeah. fair. And, and, and guess what? As someone that's been a big Kenny Pickett fan and has thought that he was going to be the Joe Burrow one-hit wonder all over again, I can't argue against that. Because up until his senior year, he was. that's why he went back to college. He told us that. You had frustrations. He talked about- to Peyton Manning about it. He said... You, you you should go back because if you come out now, you're going to be a sixth or seventh well, round pick. I, I'm not saying this to play a gotcha game with you. I mean this, and I think I'll set it up in a way you don't think I'm I'm doing that. You are a Heisman Trophy voter. That is prestigious. You watch a ton of college football more than I ever could Thank because you, those games take four and a half hours and make me insane. But early in Kenny's pit career, midway through, you could even argue. You pointed out that he just didn't look like he was a very good football player. Mm-hmm. He was a very underwhelming player to watch. Nothing, you know, that Miami game felt like an eternity prior, right? 
because it was this great burst onto the scene moment for him, and then he didn't really follow it up. And you were, to be fair to you, 100% right to say that. And look, maybe the same thing happens in the pros. Maybe he needs more years like we're watching with Mason Rudolph. But I can't afford to sit around on it. I can't just bank on it. I've got to make alternative plans. You know, I think, do you buy, and I'm not saying that this is something that is good for Mason Rudolph to strive for or want to be, but am I the only person that sees some Tommy Maddox comparisons with Rudolph? Now, Maddox is even more pronounced because the guy had to leave and, you know, start another career. And then, Mm. fortunately, a minor league football outfit came along that allowed for him to show that he could still play. But he was a high draft pick who bombed in in, in a very few number of games. And it looked like he was never going to get a chance again. And then when he did, he capitalized on it and he made the most of it. Now, not to the degree where he was a... He won a playoff game here. Maddox feels like a more... I think today's the 15-year anniversary of that game, by the way, Donnie. I'm surprised you didn't send out a video about it. Steelers-Browns. the 21st anniversary of that game. Why'd I say 15? That would be 08. Thank you. 21st. 2002. Maddox? 2003, I mean. Yes. Maddox um, feels like a more improbable story because he wasn't even in the NFL, and I think everybody looked at the XFL as kind of silly back then. You know, it was Vince McMahon. Rah, they you know, put cameras in the yeah, cheerleaders' all, locker rooms. All, all they did that the stuff. whole thing was like goofy. Mason is more traditional in the sense that he's just languished on the bench for an NFL team, and we've obviously seen quarterbacks just sit on the bench or never. Like Jake Browning had never taken a snap before this year, and he's put up some pretty big games. So I think Maddox is more improbable. I will tell you this: the way in which I see similarities is the way in which each guy plays the position. Maddox stood there in the pocket and made throws, man. Like, he figured out at some point, somehow, being in the XFL, just how to play ball again. And Mason has clearly done the same thing, just riding the pine for so many years. 412-928-9370, you want to chime in. Here's Steed in Blonox. Hello, Steed. What if it's Steve and you said it wrong? Steve? No, he corrected me. He said Steed, and he spelled it out. Is it Joel? See ya. Here is Albert on the fan. Hello, Albert. Hello, guys. How are you? Good, Al. Bert. Good. I um, I actually think Rudolph is going to go into Baltimore and reproduce the last two games and put 30-some points up on the board against them and lead us into the playoffs. And I don't think we're going to need too much help because the teams that we need to help are going to help us out, I think. And we're just going to take care of business ourselves. And I Albert, really... it sounds like you've bought entirely in on Rudolph. Now, were you always one of these people who had a soft yes. spot for Mason and I thought always, he was going to be I a good quarterback? When he was drafted back for Ben's replacement, yep. I thought he got the short end of the stick when the Steelers never gave him a chance. So you must have really resented do. Ben for the way he talked about him. Yeah, you must have been really uh, pissed at Ben. No, not overly because... Um, he called I him a potentially screwed-up pick. Yeah, it, it was. It was kind of messed up what he did. But, you know, people do what they want to do to make themselves look better. But I think um, after Ben retired, I think Rudolph should have been our starter because that's what they drafted him for. And I think the Steelers did him dirty. Now he's proven. Okay, so, Albert, let me, let me ask on. you this question, Ooh. Albert. Yes, let me ask you Spicy. this question, Albert. 
If you were Mason Rudolph, based on what you just said there, if you play well and you get the Steelers to the playoffs, are you signing back with the Steelers next offseason, or are you saying, F you, you guys screwed me over, I'll go play for somebody else next year? Well, if if they keep giving me the chance to prove what I am, and they, they, you know, let me ride it out, you know, but the, you don't have a contract for next year in this scenario. They got to come to you with money. If they give you nine million a year for two years, if they give you eighteen million dollars to play quarterback over the next two years, and you're Mason Rudolph, are you signing that contract? I believe he would take that. Okay, because when that's a lot of years of the... commercial real estate. And let me ask like you, one, and let me ask you one more, Albert. When you think okay. of Mason Rudolph and the type of quarterback that he can become in the NFL, who is a quarterback from the past? Give us a name. That Mason Rudolph reminds Albert of. That's a good one. Um, I would say probably, I think. Five. Four. You might have stumped him. I would say like Jim Kelly, maybe. Uh, Jim Kelly. To the Hall of Fame. What is that? The United Football League? The Rocks thing? The merger? We, we've had, just to make sure everyone's kept up with our show this week, we've had Jim Kelly, Joe Namath, and Matthew Stafford. So, got, I think, I think Stafford's out. going to the hall, so it's three time Hall out. of Famers. When I've said, you know, I've gotten on callers that have been like, okay, let's not put the guy in Canton. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. There's never been an awkward air. It's, you know, those guys are dear friends and um, always professional. And they know that I did nothing but support them and make them laugh. And, you know, as, as a three role in the last couple of years. And so it's just great to see, you know, that reciprocated. They're all competitors and we, we all know that. But they're just great, great dudes to go to work with. That is Mason Rudolph on how the tables have turned. He's now the starter and getting support from the backups. Coming clean and in great detail, brought to you by Weco. Go Unlimited. Visit getgocafe.com slash unlimited for more details. Malsey, you said you had a quarterback from the past. I have three. Who you reminded you of? I have three, as a matter of fact. One is a listener submission from my buddy Dave. He says his uncle 
felt like Rudolph reminds him a bit of Carson Palmer stylistically. Good deep ball will stand in there, throws with a weird stiff front leg, not very mobile. That's one. Okay. The second one is the most maybe predictable one. His career, and and I'm not saying he's going to be like these guys, obviously, but this is who he reminds me of. Could be a guy like a Flacco, poor man's Flacco again. Can throw it deep, big, not particularly mobile, but he'll make he'll move around. We were Donnie, we were watching that 08 game where they're talking about Sims is talking about Flacco actually making plays with his legs. And then the one I went up, I was trying to find guys stature wise, six five ish, right? Who didn't who weren't great quarterbacks. I think you're gonna steal mine, just from the way you're describing him. No, I think not, because this guy does Mason has a pretty traditional throwing motion, and this gentleman did not. But he was crafty out there. He'd get it down the field a little bit. He did not have great career numbers, but, man, he was a hell of a quarterback for a brief moment in time. Bernie Kozar. Damn. 6'5", about 215. I know he sidearmed that ball See, ugly, I think, but he could get it down the field, I man. know, but I think I think Rudolph throws a better He does throw a better ball. ball. Bernie was a crafty – Bernie was an artiste back there. All right, you ready for mine? Yes. I wonder if Penn State fans will agree with me on this. Kerry Collins. Similar Kerry, stature. Yeah. Kerry's similar a big style guy. of game. Kerry had that weird hitch in his throwing motion that I can never get past. But he did not but, have a rocket arm, but he threw he a got, pretty no, ball downfield, no, man. When he, when he would unload one down the field, it looked nice. You're right. You're right. I kind of like Bernie Kozar the most just because it makes me laugh I, I kinda in my like, brain. I kind of like Joe Namath the best so far that we've gotten this week. Well, because wasn't Joe Namath more like 6'2 or so, like 6'3, like a pure athlete until the knee injury? I was just going to say. Like, he was nothing like Mason. He ran around a lot. Matt Stafford might be the funniest one. Matt Stafford has, like, one of the 10 best pure arms in NFL history. Literally. That's not an exaggeration. Here's Justin on the fan. Hello, Justin. 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 Hey, can you hear me, sir? We got you. And you don't have to call me sir. We're just guys talking sports. What do you got for us? Oh, hell, fair enough. So here's the deal. I'm telling you right now that Mason Rudolph has revitalized this Steelers offense. For the first 14 games, they were trash. Absolutely horrible. He comes in over 300 yards. We're looking no, great. No, he hasn't we done got that, actually. That just... All right. Well, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. <laughs> then he keep, it, keep it going, Justin. No, he You're hung rolling. up on himself. He did? Yes, he panicked. you got to be kidding I, me. I'm not kidding. Ask Donnie. I didn't do he anything was, there. No, I didn't see your hands move, and you can't. There's not touch screens in here. You freaked him out, man. He was rolling. I wasn't trying to mess with him too bad. Tomato, tomato, potato. You should have let him Click. go. That's that's that that's like the when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor line. Well, that's what I meant. He felt like he was on a roll. I didn't think he would hang up on himself. He did leave us with a great parting line, though. By the way, have you ever met a single human being in your life who says tomato instead of tomato? I mean, come on. Some person trying to affect a British upper crust thing? I'd like a tomato on my... But I've been to Europe. I've never heard anybody over there even say it that way there. You know what? I think better chance somebody out there says tomato than potato. Who says potato? (laughs) Hey, would you like some mashed potatoes? Get the hell out of my house. You know Amanda doesn't like mashed potatoes? I loved them as a kid. I like a lot different preparations now. I, lo- I still like them, and I'll eat them, but they got to have gravy on them. I can't have just plain mashed potatoes. See, I'm potatoes. the exact opposite. I don't want gravy. I Does want she a like other forms of potatoes? She likes though. a fried potato. She likes uh, fries. She likes scallop potatoes? She likes scallop potatoes. Scallop she potatoes likes, are terrific. She likes uh, baked potatoes. She like a twice-baked? Yeah, we've done that. 
But that's like mashed potato inside of baked mashed potato. potatoes are like the Carolina Panthers in her power rankings. They're so absolutely. I gotta, at I gotta the be honest with you. I think if you love mashed potatoes this late in life, it's like loving chicken tenders. You're kind of eating off the kids' menu a little bit. I'm also the type of guy with mashed potatoes, Donnie. I don't know if this works for you. If I have mashed potatoes, like I think we we had them on uh, New Year's Day. We had pork as well and sauerkraut, which made me want to throw up. But with the oh, pork, Alex made me eat a bite. With the pork and mashed potatoes combination, you cut a piece of pork and then you dip it in the mashed potatoes and you eat it in one bite. What do you think of that move? It's great, but you're not putting gravy on it. No. What kind of a freak are you? Butter. Butter? Yes. On the mashed potatoes or the pork? On the on the on the on mashed the whole potatoes. Thing? No, on the mashed potatoes. It's melting. You you carve it out like a little. Indentation. Under- yes, and then I understand you- that. I just I'm stunned that there is no gravy involved. Here. No, I've always looked at gravy as very overrated. I've always looked at you as very overrated. How he- dare you besmirch gravy? Here's our number two fan, Jeff in South Park. Hello, Jeff. Hey guys, I instantly thought of that line from Animal House too, when uh, Malsey said he was rolling. I was like, oh man. Anyways, um, happy New Year to you guys. Um, thanks, Jeff. I actually got a quarterback. I, I um, thanks. I actually uh, got a quarterback um, because Tommy Maddox really is a perfect one. So, like, you know, beyond the obvious, like, that that was a good comparison to Tommy Maddox as far as, like, the way he plays. But, like, if you want to think a little bit deeper, and uh, maybe if the ending goes the way we all want it to go, let's say Jeff, not from South Park, but from Penn State, West Virginia oh fame. Oh, my God. Ostetler. You know that I was – Why uh, not? I was very interested – his niece or cousin or something was roommates with a girl I was very, very uh, enamored with at Penn State. But, you know, here's a fun fact, Jeff. Much like Joe Thiesman became Joe Theismann for the Heisman campaign, Jeff Hostetler was previously Jeff Hostetler. That is the family name. And you name. tried to date who again? I was very into uh, Jeff Hostetler's, I guess it was his niece's roommate. Mm. She was, I was... Six degrees to Jeff Hostetler. 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 I think I did hear that about his name before. I think I have heard that. I forgot about the five Jeff, when he went to band camp for the first first time, watched porn. Did you know that story about Jeff, Mulsey? (laughs) I did know that story. Also, I have a rotund ass, right, Pony? (laughs) (laughs) I hung up on him. (laughs) I think you need to cut that one finally, Donnie. Just also, you'll have to cut our laughter out immediately. Also, I have a rotund ass, (laughs) don't I, Pony? Oh, man. Hostetler had a different style, though. He was more of a runner. Not like, I don't mean in like the Lamar Jackson mold, but he could get out of there. Was a little Andrew Filipponi old enough to understand the improbability of Hostetler winning that Super Bowl? Definitely. Yeah, you were probably doing fantasy football. I actually think Hostetler, in terms of style of play, is a little bit more like Kenny. Build wise, he's exactly 6'3, 215. Then he is like, um, like Mason. But I appreciate the fact that you're bringing up somebody who went in relief and won a Super Bowl. Here I is going to say Foles because of the height. That's thing. what I thought he was going to say too. Here's Luke on the fan. Hello, Luke. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. You bet, Luke. Are the Steelers going to make the playoffs? So, I think they will. But uh, thing I'll say is, if the Steelers end up losing this to the Ravens, like would this not just be a classic Steelers loss? You know, playing down, playing a JV team. Uh, yes, and. I asked Kabali if it would be worse than the Cardinals or Patriots games, and he didn't want to give me a straight answer. So I'll put it to you, Luke, and then I'll answer the question. Do you think it would be worse than those two games at home? Given the fact that 
everybody's kind of brushing it over. People are brushing it over, saying that, like, this is a given and now we just got to worry about the help. But I kind of agree with you, Pony, that, you know, you have more confidence in the help than us, you know, pulling through and getting this done. I I don't I, really. Luke, to be clear, he rated his confidence that they would make the playoffs to start the show at a nine and a half out of ten. I did, Luke. I feel very good about things. He, he feels good about it all, Luke. I think they could lose and still get in. That's how confident I feel. Well, you know, I agree with you there. You know, it's it, the the Raiders are pretty crap at this point, and yep. I have confidence in the Titans, even though you know I I don't know. Brable seems like he's he's got a fire lit under him, so. I'm with it, but... All right, Luke, thank you. I mean, the question about where this would rank among Tomlin, even if we did it more narrowly and said losses this year. It's not like, even as bad as Arizona or New well, England. Well, I think. Okay. Especially New... Hold on. I'll say especially New England. I know it's Belichick. Bailey Zappi looked like Tom Brady for a half. I, I understand that, Chris, but there is definitely in the NFL this phenomenon where... When two teams are trying to win a game, even when one team is much better, it will lose like 20% of the time to that team that they're much better than. than. This is a game where one team is doing everything it can to win, and the other team is treating it like it's an exhibition game. That wasn't true of Arizona, and that wasn't true of New England. Like, that, that carries a lot of weight with me, man. That they're just... They're trying to get out of the game. The, the Ravens' number one objective is no not injuries. to win. It's to get out of the game without... Yes, Zero exactly. Injuries. Right. So I can't just brush that off. And I'm not like... just want to be clear. I'm not just saying that because it would give me another arrow in my quiver to like rip Tomlin. When one team wants to win and the other team really doesn't care, that's about as ba- that's That loss is about as bad as it gets. So I do think you could absolutely put it up there with the other two Do you games. think Mike, as a result, maybe understanding this, is going to be more conservative and be a little bit tight? You know what I mean? Like, just I think it's easier knowing that as a player or a coach to come out tight for a game like this. It's much easier for the Ravens' backups and whoever's going to be playing knowing they don't have anything in line. You almost play freer and, and more clear. I don't disagree with you on that. I don't. I don't want to talk you into that confidence level going down, although maybe I do, Donnie. Because I'll tell you what, him being that bullish at the start of the show, I, there was a flood of Ravens money line bets that came in. One man's misfortune, another opportunity. You know, he he came in, he's playing well, and, and that's what they're they're gonna roll with him. So we'll see how it plays out. I got to be ready to go in case you know we have to you know whatever it takes to get to the playoffs. That's really it's all hands on decks. So I'll be ready to go. Maybe I heard that first time I heard that in that explosive Kenny Pickett press conference from earlier in the week. And he said, I got to be ready to go. And then he stopped himself. Because I think two things either popped into his head. Injury, but he didn't want to say it out loud and like do some kind of like jinx or like speak it into existence with Mason. You don't want to mention that. Not that every one of these guys is extremely superstitious, but like. They're a little just, bit stitious. You don't say those things. And then the other one is like, did it pop into Kenny Pickett's head there for a second if Mason doesn't play well? And he dumped it quickly and filtered it out and then just went with a more politically correct, you know, the playoffs are on the line thing. Because we did this last Friday. We talked about this when we thought that Kenny was going to be available and be the backup. Mm -hmm. What is Mike Tomlin's leash on Mason Rudolph in this game? 
I still think it would not take a whole hell of a lot for Tomlin to go to Pickett because Kenny's beaten the Ravens twice. He's come through with clutch plays late. And Mike might look at it like the offense is stagnant or stuck in the mud. And I just need one drive. I need one touchdown drive. I need to go 80 yards like we did here last year. I trust Kenny to do that. I need a spark. I actually think the leash got longer. And I think what you just said, Mike knows Kenny's success. The fact that he's still starting Mason knowing that. I think you're right, though. I think the leash is longer, but I'm, I still well, he, think there's a pretty plausible scenario where Kenny goes sure, into the game and here. it's if Mason just plays very poorly at and at halftime they're trailing and it's because Mason's played poorly. But here's why I actually think the leash got longer more than anything. This environment, even though it's the Ravens, Tomlin looks at them as a special opponent because he values division football. I don't think it's as tough of an environment just on pure noise as Seattle. Tomlin all but acknowledged that. To see Rudolph do what he did in that cauldron, even against a bad defense pony, mm-hmm. and then to hear that Tomlin had the faith in him to let them close it out basically with a decisive pass play, I think that did a lot for Mike's confidence in Mason in a road okay, environment. Okay, let me give you the exact scenario that happened in the game here back in uh, October. The Steelers are trailing 10-8 to eight in the fourth quarter, and they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers' offense is taking the field with three minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Who's the quarterback? How many turnovers does the Steelers have? Okay, so in that game none this year, they had none. Rudolph. I think he's living and dying with Rudolph at that point. He needs a field goal, by the way. He doesn't need a touchdown. True. So he's got to go, what, 50 yards? Not even. 30, uh, 40 yards. So the scenario here was the Steelers got the ball at their own 20. So 44 minutes, yards. Four minutes left in the game, down two. It's 10-8. The offense has done nothing. You think it's still Mason Rudolph in that situation? I do. Donnie? 10-8. 10-8. minutes left in the game. Heading towards an 11-10 finish. <laughs> Steelers are getting the ball at their own 20. Who's coming out as their quarterback? Has and Mason to this point has been the quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, still I, say I, him. I think you keep Mason in the game. I think it's Pickett. I think Tomlin just thinking go- like he has this fourth quarter magic in him. I'm looking he for hasn't a spark. Played in over a month, but I'm going to put him in. We haven't done anything for three and a half quarters of this game. I got to just throw something against the wall and see if it's. Can sticks. I ask you another ridiculous hypothetical? It's far more ridiculous than the one you just put out. Yes. Kenny leads them to a winning field goal, but it's only by virtue of a blatantly awful pass interference that should have been called. Like, he chucks a deep ball, Uh and the guy gets tackled, basically, and that's the only play he makes. Who starts the following week if they make the playoffs? Kenny doesn't do anything other than throw, like, a 40-yard Flacco special. I think Pickett. Oh, I, I think you'd have a very hard time in that locker room, even well, with I was one bad give Mason you, game. I was going to give you this one along those lines. Well, let's keep playing hypotheticals If here. they lose and make the playoffs, who starts in the playoffs? All depends on how they lose. If Mason plays, if Mason's like 18 of 24, 225, a touchdown and an interception, and they lose, I don't know, let's just go with like 20 to 17. I think Pickett would start. I think Mason would. I think the thing we're all that you're underrating here is this. Tomlin... For a guy who's supposed to have, you know, purported to have a great feel for the locker room and for his players, I think he knows after two games more than anything else, guys he has struggled to get buy-in from consistently all year on his offense, namely his receivers, 
are very clearly bought in because of who's playing quarterback and how he's getting them the ball. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. If you want to hop on with us, give us your take. This might be the last chance we talk about a Steelers game until August. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. That's a long ass time. So get your takes off here. Here's Mel on the fan. Hello, Mel. Hey, good good to talk to you guys. Listen, I got a couple things real quick before I get into really what I wanted to say. Sure. Is, but Carson Palmer, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers 10-7, and seven, I picked at the start of the year. Congratulations and, on all your success. And mashed potatoes with pork loin is the only way to eat it. With gravy or without? There, there's no gravy because the, 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 uh, the mashed potatoes uh, – you know, uh, don't have gravy. And do you do you the got thing the, I do where pork makes gravy? You but can do make you do gravy the thing I do, Mel, where one bite you got a piece of pork and dipped in mashed potatoes in one bite. I actually scoop the mashed potatoes first and fork the the the, the pork and then eat it that way. That's <laughs> the way leg- I do what it. What a legend! Hey, I, you know what else too? I like mashed potatoes with either uh, spinach or corn in it. That's that. That's another way to eat it. But, <laughs> My but, God, but, you even. No, corn, yeah. and ma- corn and mashed potatoes is fine. Just dip it in some gravy, brother. All right, so what else uh, yeah. you got here, Mel? I, I Listen, uh, you know, I got to say something about, like, there's 11 people on the field. And I got to say this. The last two games, that offensive line has been in tune really well. Now, I think maybe the reason is they know that they can hold their blocks longer because the quarterback's not running around on them and leaving the pocket. I agree with but, that, Mel. I think the play of the offensive line the last two weeks has been incredible. And when that play of the offensive line goes up, that also improves the running game. So Okay, I so think... let me ask you this question, Mel. If Kenny Pickett had been their quarterback the last two games, what's their record? 8-9. Um, and nine. No, no, in, in those two games, I mean. Well, one oh, and one. in those one two and games, 1-1. 1-1. One one. One one. One okay. One one. okay. Yeah. I, I I just think that the 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 offensive line play was really weak in the last last couple games. I mean, it was really bad. I know it was, but I think a lot of it has to do with what your your first point. I think when they know that the guy's going to stand there and and they're going to block for him, I think it's easier, don't you? Yes. Kenny, it's just undeniable. Kenny ran into a lot of sacks. Frankly, and, Mitch did too. And the way the defenses, I think, have to line up and respect Rudolph's ability to push the ball downfield. Uh, he was excellent on throws downfield against Seattle. The the next gen stats back that up, mm-hmm. and like they do this thing now. Where, do you think I don't he know, played a better game against Seattle than against Cincy? Because I do. I do, and I, they do this thing where I don't know how they do this. They somehow extrapolate like what other quarterbacks would do in those same situations on those same plays. Okay, and they looked at his throws against Cincinnati and Seattle and and concluded that the majority of NFL quarterbacks would not make as many plays as he did. So that's completion games. percentage over expected, yes, probably. Yes, that's what it's called. CPOE. Uh, I know this. It backs up what I thought, that his grade was much higher from PFF in that Seattle game. Oh, here's one other thing about Mason. Remember I had – this was an esoteric point, which we tried not to traffic in on this show. Remember I said it was odd, and I was going to wonder if Seattle forced him to try to throw to the right because he threw so much to the left against Cincy. That's where almost all the big plays happened. I do remember you saying that on Friday, yes. Did you happen to look at his Seattle pass chart? It looked like it was pretty evenly dispersed. It was definitely dispersed more heavily to the right side, like he had adjusted and they had adjusted to it. Donnie, cue the music. Donnie! Thank you. Picks. 
Oh, I love doing picks. I can't wait for this time of every day. You know why? Because you're in first place. Because all I do is win, no matter what. The line is down to three. Steelers and Ravens. Tomorrow afternoon, with bad weather expected, the total is dropped by four points. Because of this inclement weather, it's gone from 38.5 down to 34.5, which makes it the smallest total in the NFL this week. It makes sense. The game here in Pittsburgh was 17 to 10. The game there last year, I want to say, was 16 13. It was What's the final yeah, score. It was 13 10 against the Raiders. They it, played it a was also slugfests. also 16 to 13 uh, two seasons ago. Whenever That's they right. needed the help in Week 18. All right, so Donald J. Football leads us off here. Who are you taking and why? So we're going. Steelers minus three. That's the official That's line. The official that, is the, line for that is the current line, Donnie. Okay. Well, I'm going to go Steelers. Uh, it's going to be a close game, but I think just over that three-point barrier. Uh, I know the weather will suck, uh, but I think the Steelers will rely on and lean heavy on both running backs who are certainly playing well. And I think Mason Rudolph will do enough through the air, uh, even in the bad weather, to consistently move the football and be able to put 20 plus points on the board so i'm gonna go steelers 23 ravens 13 10 point win that would be their third win by more than a touchdown this year right raiders and bold strategy cotton let's see if it plays off pays off to you you know, boys, I want you both to know this. When you have a large lead in picks this late in the season, seven points clear of Donnie, and Donnie decided to ride with me on every single game other than the money ball leading up to this game. Mm-hmm. That's because you're the expert, Malsey. You can afford to do extremely arrogant stuff Kay. when you make picks. That is why in a 2023-2024 picks first, I am calling a push. Steelers will win the football game, but if there's one thing that's usually a safe bet when the Steelers and Ravens meet, it's going to be close. I think that'll play again today or tomorrow, not Sunday Pony, and not certainly like the Buffalo game, which will be played in that burning midday sunshine in Miami. At 820 p.m. Yes. Uh, I think that the weather, if it's bad, is going to be a a neutralizing factor both ways. I do think it'll hamper Rudolph going down the field a little bit, but I think it always gives the offense an advantage when it's snowy, kind of slushy conditions. They get to act. The defense has to react. I think that's always an advantage. Remember that snow game Shady McCoy played in Buffalo? I'm not saying it'll be that bad, but he's running through like a foot of snow. Those defenders have no chance. Uh, I think that's going to conspire to keep this game close, even with the Ravens' backups in. But I do believe that the Steelers will prevail and handle their business by the narrowest of margins. Give me the Steelers 21. No, I'm not going to do a dumb Berman score. Give me the Steelers 20 and the Baltimore Ravens 17 so for, for the, a push. So the purpose of picks, who are you taking? Steelers 20, Baltimore so 17. So you're not making a pick then? No, I'm literally saying that the pick will be a push. I am predicting So who do we three- write them down for? You can just say push. That's what it is. Yeah, and if it's not a push, he, lo- he doesn't yeah, get Yeah, I lose either way. I am that, that is the arrogant part of right. picking a push. I am saying that I don't think either team will cover. If, Steel- he, if he somehow completely craters, which will very, very 
unlikely oh, happen. Like me dropping oh, that the ain't football unlikely. before the goal line. It would line. be one of the funniest things to look back on this game and say this guy with a big lead called a push. Steelers 17, Ravens 10 is my game score. Steelers are going to make it four in a row in Baltimore. This game won't be as close as the last three where it's a combined. Uh, their last three games combined uh, points. You had them up 10 points of victory here. Um, man, the Ravens, I can't really put any stock. I can't put stock in any of their stats because we don't know what they're going to be offensively. Tyler Huntley, one touchdown, three interceptions against the Steelers all time. He's a backup quarterback for a reason. He had that stupid Pro Bowl thing last year, which which was complete garbage. Their run defense, even as they've made their way to the number one overall defense in the NFL and lead the league in sacks, last month they're giving up 5.8 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. So I feel good about Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in this game, and if they cheat, I think Mason Rudolph can make them pay with George Pickens. So I'm obviously hedging my bets because I've only got the Steelers scoring 17. But I don't feel like Baltimore, minus the MVP, minus their top two receivers, minus their tight end who's already out for the year, who led them in uh, receiving yards when they played here back in October. I don't see them scoring many points on the Steelers' defense either. They they sacked Lamar Jackson four times back in October. I think they can do that to Huntley again. So Steelers hold up their end of the bargain. They win as a three-point favorite. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.